we're not salesmen. Uh, we're witnesses, mm-hmm. uh, which means there's no pressure on me to close the deal. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have to be ABC, always be closing. Yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have yep. to do that because I'm not a salesman. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a witness and salvation is not in my hands. Uh, it's in the hands of God. Mm-hmm. And somehow in his sovereignty, that plays out in the free will of those people that we're sharing with. And so I, I think my job, our job is to is to keep asking, mm-hmm. to keep praying, to be consistent because I really want other people to have um, what I have. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Sitting here with Chad. We've been talking over the last several weeks about reaching people who don't yet know Jesus and kind of different tools that are available to help us reach those who aren't yet part of us. Chad, you did a good job uh, kicking off that series and really understanding this is the mission that Jesus has given all followers of him. This is what we're to be a part of, and and this is what it means to be on mission with Jesus. Chad, tell us a, a time that um, – because it's, it's easy to go, here's all the success stories, Right. Here's all the times that I invited somebody that came to church, they met Jesus. We love those stories. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of stories of I invited somebody and they said, nah. <laughs> or I, sure. I shared my story and they went, yeah, that's cool for you, but but not for me. Yeah. Have, you, have you had those moments where you've, you've invested, you've thought, okay, surely this person's going to come to faith and they didn't? Oh, 100%. Uh, at the top of the list would be my, my in-laws, my mm-hmm. mother-in-law. Um, Katrina, my wife always says, uh, well, she's, you know, she's not a believer yet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just that she's, she's a diehard PO'd atheist is what yeah. she is. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it's hard to even have conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes she'll do a, a, I call it a punch and run mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, basically something will come up, you know, you believe in God, you're an idiot, but there's, you know, and then she runs off. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, there's no discussion. Uh, there have been a few moments um, when uh, she lives in Scotland. So there's been a couple of times when she's, she's come over to the States and sitting by a campfire when she's practicing that Scottish culture and she has maybe a couple of drinks in her when, uh-huh. when she'll loosen up and we can kind of start talking about things of faith. But uh, we've invited her to church a few times and the answer's no. Um, she has come a couple of times, uh, but, you know, was more of a critic yeah. Than uh, than anything else. So yeah, it's it's disheartening, and and I've had um, more than one of those, but that one comes to the top of the list. So for somebody who's listening, and maybe they've had that experience where they thought for sure this person's going to come to faith, or they're going to at least show up to church or whatever. Yeah. And and they got rejected. It's easy to kind of I don't know get the the wind taken out of your sails. Sure. What what would you say to that person, or what advice do you have? And maybe this is advice you've had to give yourself after having some adversity or, you know, not having the the outcome that you were hoping for, what advice would you give to yourself? What advice would you give to somebody who's had that experience? Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, so one of the things we say at Sun Valley, um, I, I think years ago I was preaching and it kind of popped out and I was like, oh, I'm going to keep that one. And I do that, you know, um, we're, we're not, we're not salesmen. Uh, we're witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means there's no pressure on me to close the deal, mm-hmm. right? I don't have to be ABC, always be closing. Yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have yep. to do that because I'm not a salesman. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a witness. 
And salvation is not in my hands. Uh, it's in the hands of God. Mm-hmm. And somehow in his sovereignty, that plays out in the free will of those people that we're sharing with. And so I, I think my job, our job is to, is to keep asking, mm-hmm. to keep praying, to be consistent, because I really want other people to have um, what I have. This thing that's so precious to me. And yeah. so I, I think I think we have to remember we're not salesmen, we're witnesses. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to always be closing, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we do have to be intentional. And, and I think we persevere. I actually think there's going to be a day when um, my mother-in-law gives her life to Jesus. And I think it's going to be as shocking to her as it is to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but most likely it'll be in a time of, of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's going to happen in life. And, and God's going to draw her to himself. So, yeah, yeah, you keep going and you stay consistent and you, you don't put pressure on yourself, but you do stay intentional. Yeah, I heard this analogy. Uh, the camp speaker, when I was in junior high, he talked about, you know, basically he sees his life of following Jesus. Like he's got these seeds that he's going to plant. Right. And he just wants one day when he stands before Jesus to go, I planted all the seeds. Like I didn't have this huge bag still full of seeds. Like I just planted the seeds yeah. and, and trust God with the growth. And I think there's a lot of wisdom to that. I'm going, yeah. okay, God, I'm going to trust you with it. At the same time, you never know when you plant those seeds, when they're going to grow. Have you ever, um, I'll turn around and ask yeah. you a question. Have you ever, because I've had a few of these, have you ever just like been shocked? Like that person just said yes to Jesus. 100%. Uh, yeah. Often. In fact, one of those is actually my my oldest brother. Um, so, you know, we grew up in the same household. We grew up around the same truth. We grew up, you know, same parenting, all of that. Yeah. And and he went he he went into the military and he was like atheist, then agnostic, and then he was Buddhist for a while. And I'm like, where where are you getting this stuff from? And he, he was yeah. Kind of what old. was her name? Who was the yeah, girl? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so he's all over the map. And so I'm I'm in ministry and you know pastor and obviously you know he knows where I stand on faith and all that kind of stuff. And we'll have some conversations. Well, I'd kind of given up on him because it's like. He's so far, you know, he's never going to put his faith in in Jesus. And then one day he calls me up and he goes, hey, man, I wanted to let you know I I gave my life to Jesus and this and that. And I'm like, what crisis happened? Like what earth shattering, whatever? Because if you know my brother, you're like, there's no way this phone call would ever happen. He went to the movies and saw some cheesy B movie that was about Jesus and about the resurrection. It wasn't like a high produced whatever. Yeah. And through that, he came to faith in Jesus. And yeah. I thought, I was kind of upset about it. I'm, you know, like, I'm like, dude, I've been, I've been trying to share my faith, you know, and, and praying for you and all this. And you go see some low budget Christian movie and that, but you just never know what God's going to use. And you never know how those seeds are eventually going to, going to sprout up. And so uh, that gives me motivation when I do get the rejections or I do get the, yeah, somebody's not interested at all. You just keep being faithful. You keep planting seeds and you never know what God's going to do with that. Yeah. I have a friend, uh, we call him Poker Mike mm-hmm. uh, because there's more than one mic. And so there's adjectives for the mics. <laughs> yeah, so you can tell them apart. Yeah. And so uh, a friend of mine was a better friend with Poker Mike than me. Poker Mike was more of an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I met him at a at a shop here in town where guys can go and hang out. And uh Anyway, we decided we we're going to invite Poker Mike to church, and he had some stuff going on in his life with his family, and then he found out I'm a pastor, so there were a couple of one-off conversations. But then uh, we were doing a series on forgiveness, and Poker Mike shows up to church, and uh, 
we have a yes moment in the service and poker Mike gets up mm-hmm. and, and, you know, my buddy was like, you know, I can't believe it. I'm getting a text backstage. Poker Mike just said yes to Jesus. And, oh, are you kidding? You know, other guys are chiming in. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of us, um, you know, we get tired and weary, mm-hmm. uh, but the grace of God never grows tired or weary. Yeah. It's, it's always there. Yep. It's always waiting to uh, be received. And so, yeah, we're not salesmen, we're witnesses. We just keep praying, hang in there. <laughs> I had a neighbor at Easter last year uh, get up to say yes, came to church for the first time, got up. Yeah. And I and I was like, oh, he's got to use a restroom. Like I had no, like <laughs> it, it didn't register. It was during the Well, that's, that's what my buddy said. Because yeah. Poker Mike went running out. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's got to yeah, go gotta to the bathroom. Else. It can't, yeah. be, can't no. be this moment. Of, he said of, yes to Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was saying yes to Jesus. And so somebody's like, you got to go over there. So I got I to gotta go uh, pray with him. It was a cool moment. Um uh, I, I remember this too. I, I got to add this. Yeah, go ahead. And and then I got to baptize Poker Mike in uh, Canyon Lake. Yeah. Because he, he wanted to be baptized like outside. So uh, a couple of us and, and these guys all smoked cigars and a couple of us got together and we went and did the baptism. And then we, you know, sat around afterwards and, and hung out. It was very cool. Uh, literally, it was very, right? very disciple-esque and Jesus, you know, right there on the, on the water, just dunked him. And when you say very cool, it was like wintertime, right? Oh, dude, it was freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> We're walking into the water and when it gets about waist high, right, when yeah. it hits you, he goes, I really mean it, God. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm in here with you, pal. Yeah. But yeah, it was super cool. So yeah, baptized him and then we all hung out. Years ago, I, I watched this video, um, I'm, I'm I'm a bit of like a fan of illusions. So when I was in junior high, I had this weird phase where I thought, man, this Robert will, is the magic this man. Will, this, this will make me cool and popular with I'm, the ladies. I'm so it, glad that Lin- Lindsay came along and married you anyway. <laughs> I know. Good job. Well, that's because I had I had hidden the, uh, I have this little bin of like magic tricks. You I didn't was, tell her about the magic. I didn't tell her about it. That was after we uh, we, we were actually married that I then I revealed that truth of my my past. But yeah. anyhow, um, I was a huge fan and, and still to this day I am of Penn and Teller. If you're yeah. familiar with magicians and all that, and they are like diehard atheists, part of their yeah. show, they dedicate it to telling you why there is no God and all of that. And he was talking about after a show, somebody came up, gave him a Bible and he, he's recounting this just on a, you know, as he's kind of vlogging and he's, he's talking about that moment and he's not making fun of the guy. He just said, he seemed very genuine in wanting me to have the Bible after they did their whole speech on why there is no God and all of that. And, and he's, he's kind of pondering it. And he has this realization, and I love the way that he words it. He says, if I were about to step out into traffic and get hit by a truck, and you saw that, and you truly believed I was going to get hit by the truck, he said, how much would you have to hate me to just let me step into traffic? And so as he's pondering it, he goes, I actually admire what this guy did. I totally disagree with him. I don't believe anything he believes, but he, he believed in what he believed in enough to care about me enough to at least try. Yeah. Even though, you know, Penn's a hard sell on, yeah. on the gospel. Yeah. Um, but he, he said there there was something about that moment that was so genuine. Anyhow, it, it convicted me personally to go, why, why would I ever go, well, that person's too far gone. Sure. Or that person's too hard of a, and, and I know we're not salesmen, um, but but too hard to even try and breach a conversation with mm-hmm. or, or invite. Um, and it's true. Like th- there comes a point where if we truly believe what we believe, that everybody spends eternity somewhere, uh, that there is a heaven and there is a hell, and that Jesus is the only way. Well, that that should motivate not in a guilt way or whatever, but just a, a reality of 
do we love people enough to invite them? Do we love people enough to maybe risk looking foolish, maybe risk looking, you know, like yeah. it, it is a little bit risky and embarrassing and I'm professional pastor, right? This is what I do for a living. And I get scared. I get a little nervous and, and still, uh, there, there should be that motivation to go, okay, we love people enough and we believe everybody spends eternity somewhere. So I'm willing to risk. I'm willing to look foolish. Well, people can sense genuine care, concern, love, mm-hmm. right? I, I think the mistake we make, and I, I think the mistake that I make, even in those situations where I feel a little nervous is all of a sudden it becomes about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the less it's about me, the more people can feel and sense that, that I genuinely care for you. And so I'm inviting you or I'm, I'm sharing this with you uh, because it's really helped me and I think it will help you. And, and people people can sense that. Two, you never know. I mean, in the in just in the realm of giving up on somebody, it, I think we keep inviting. Um, mm-hmm. You never know what God might do through a simple invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about my my Scottish mother-in-law, she did come to Christmas Eve one year mm-hmm. and we come home. She had never been to a church like ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she knew some of the really traditional old school churches in Scotland, but, um, you know, she, she liked the music and the lights and it was all different. And, oh, what a cultural experience, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I remember Katrina asking her, uh, what did you think about the service when it when it was done? And again, campfire moment, right? Mm-hmm. Scottish culture at play here. And she said, "Oh, Chad, you almost converted me." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I laughed, and I go, uh, "But not quite, huh?" She goes, "Oh no, you know, not 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 yet." But what she said was, in that moment, uh, this kind of made sense a little bit to me, mm-hmm. or I hadn't thought about that and mm-hmm. things like that. So. You know, even though with her all this time, I've thought, well, the door's totally closed. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. A little, a little light peeked in there for a moment. Mm-hmm. So you never know what God will do through a simple invitation. And yeah. and let's not lose sight of God is in the realm of the supernatural, the miraculous, exactly. And so, again, my brother or Poker Mike or whoever it is, Scottish Karen. If you yeah, you read, you read through the accounts of Scripture. Those stories are in there for a reason. Yeah. And it's meant to remind us that there's nobody that, that God can't transform their hearts and their lives. There's nobody that's that's out of reach of God's grace, that the potential of the supernatural in anybody's life is always there. And you never know what what's going to happen in the story of an individual or somebody that God's put in your path. And the beauty is he's invited us to be a part of that story, uh, to play whatever small role, whether, again, it's it's a simple invitation or it's... Hey, nobody wants to talk to that person because they're kind of grumpy or whatever. And, and you're willing to take a little step just to bridge a gap that maybe uh, nobody else is willing to bridge just out of love and, and genuine care for that person. You just never know what God's going to do to invite you to be a part of that bigger story. And and you mentioned this at the beginning of the series. Um, that's one thing we won't be able to do in heaven. That, that's one of those things that all, all the different, you know, spiritual disciplines and connecting with God and learning about him in different ways. Outreach and evangelism, that that's no longer an option on yeah. the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, too, we've got to remember, I mean, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think if we choose to be intentional, mm-hmm. look for opportunities. Mm-hmm. When it comes, take it. Right. Make the invitation or uh, share your story mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, whatever the situation calls for. 
Uh, but I think just, just make that person on your mind and on your heart a matter of prayer mm-hmm. and just ask the Holy Spirit to begin to work in their lives. I, I've seen that. We talked about Alpha some in this series. I mean, I've seen that in a few Alpha groups and mm-hmm. there was a few people I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't ever want to be somebody's no mm-hmm. when it comes to God. You always want to be somebody's yes. Yeah. And so you, you pray for them, you know, and you, and you do it, even though it seems like a long shot. Yeah. So last night we were, we had a group of young adults. We do a young adult small group at our house and we were teaching them how to study the Bible to get to the point of application. Cause the goal is not information. The goal is application. Yeah. You talked about discipleships, about decisions. And so we're teaching them how to do that so that they can then lead Bible studies, right? So they can lead small group. And so they're going to start doing that and taking turns and, and everything. So we're walking them through that. And then we have, we grabbed all these Bibles off our shelf or whatever. And my grandma has dementia. And so pretty much every time I see her, she gives me another one of her Bibles. She's got a collection of them. They're all marked up. And I think she just keeps forgetting that she's already given me one. So now we have a collection of grandma Bibles, but inside the cover uh, last night, I'm looking at it and, and she has printed in there. It's called the Ordo Salutis and it's the order of salvation. And it's just looking at all the different scripture of what God does leading up to that moment of conversion. And and then what he does from there on out and, you know, sanctification, making us more like Jesus and then ultimately becoming like him and, uh, heaven on the other side of this life. But there's so many steps leading up to conversion. Mm-hmm. And and there's so many things that, that the Holy Spirit does to soften our hearts, to even make us receptive and to even give us the ability to understand that, that God's grace is available to us. There's so many steps that happen before that moment. And I think we lose sight of that. I think we forget that. And so the power of praying, you don't know if your prayer or planting of that seed or you sharing your story, there's a good chance you're cultivating soil long before there's that moment of conversion. Yeah. Um, and, and so to, to play the long game and, yeah. and to understand that, okay, as much as I can do that, I want to be a part of it, but know that God's working behind the scenes in ways that we can't see. And there's a lot that goes into, into somebody coming to faith in Jesus. Yeah. He's always working too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's working in, uh, this is going to sound so, so trite, right? But it's so, it's so true. He's working in ways we can't see. Yeah. Uh, he's working in, in ways that we don't realize. Um, and again, I'm always shocked because what I'm seeing on the outside, I, I'm like, there's no chance here, but God's been working on the inside for a while. Yeah. And so, uh, in our examples, right? Your neighbor, poker, mm-hmm. Mike, mm-hmm. you know, others, it, it's the work of God. And so let's just join him in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I would say, do yourself a favor when it comes to, if you know somebody who recently came to faith or you, you know, it could be your own story, could be uh, somebody that's close with you. Look backwards, look back and see what were those moments that, that maybe God did something leading up to putting their faith in Jesus. And my guess is you're going to go, oh man, there was this like in childhood, there was this moment, you know, as a young adult, there was this, you know, there's so many different moments along the way that maybe seemed insignificant yeah. at the moment. But then yeah. when you look back on it, then you can kind of trace what you're talking about, the invisible work of God in the lives of individuals and see how God is orchestrating so much that we don't realize he's orchestrating. Absolutely. And I think that's a good exercise for us to practice. The invisible hand of God is always drawing people to himself. Yeah. That, that is happening. Uh, and sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. But yeah, I, I'm so proud of our church. Uh, for those of you who wrote down a name, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I want to encourage you to continue to pray for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for some people, they wrote down people. Like I had, I had a few friends. I wrote down several names. I'm like, even better, right? But pray for that person or those people and just look for those opportunities. 
Yeah. You know, in this series, we went through a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody's going through pain. We've got grief share. We've got celebrate recovery. Uh, you know, weekend services are designed that even if you've never been in church before, you're going to understand what we're talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, there's so many things that we can invite people to. And there's also the power. You talked about this one weekend. There's the power of just sharing your own story. Yeah. Um, friends, let's just be intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't waste your life. Um, I, I think all of us need to stick with this question, right? Who's going to be in heaven because of you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the joy of being part of that. Yeah. Not salesmen, just witnesses. Yep. And not that you're their savior, but you, you get to be a part of what the savior's doing. We get to yeah. be part of that invisible flow that God is doing to draw people to himself. And uh, I wish for you the joy of having a friend or family member come to faith in Jesus mm-hmm. and you get to be part of that. I wish that for you. So everybody listening right now, let's, let's you, you who are listening, let's baptize somebody this year, you in the water mm-hmm. with a friend or family member that said yes to Jesus. We'll see what God does. Yeah. That's a great goal. Uh, through the series, we've had thousands of names be, be brought forward. Um, but why don't we, and our podcast, just praying for those names. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we don't have those in front of us. We don't see the, I mean, and literally, I mean, thousands of, of names that, that Sun Valley people, that the church has written down of God might might you do something in their heart and in their lives this year. Uh, so why don't we end our, our podcast just praying for those names? And uh, yeah, and then we'll continue on. As uh, I think next week, we're going to have some different or a couple weeks, different content, but let's, uh, let's wrap up this kind of reach one series, praying for those names. You want to yeah. do that, Chad? I'll do that. That's the right way to do it. Let's pray. Father, um, thank you for your grace. Thank you that um, you offered it to me. And, uh, and it's changed my life. Thank you that uh, we have the opportunity to just be uh, ambassadors of your grace. And I pray uh, that we would be sensitive, that we would look for opportunities, that we would realize there's no pressure on us. We just to get to be part of what you're already doing. And again, I, I pray that you would just make us intentional. I, I pray for all the names that have been uh, written down that are being prayed for. Father, you know each and every one. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, would you just begin to work in each individual life? And would you, would you draw uh, each of these names, each of these people to Jesus? And so right now we lift them up to you and we ask in Jesus' name that you would begin to work. And I, I pray the, the joy for everyone that, that wrote a name down. I, I pray this year they would experience the joy of seeing their friend or family member uh, come to faith. And I pray that uh, we would be faithful, that, Father, we would be the church and be the people that you've called us to be. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.